sorry, leg. Oh, get it off. Oh, uh, quit your belly aching. Nothing Samosian won't sort out. It'll come out to wages, mind. Father. We're not running charity, Ada. Here, drink this. Oh, thank you, Mum. Oh, that's much better, thank you. Hello. Good evening. You're trespassing. Trespassing? Hello and welcome to the LARP News Podcast. Um, my name's Dave and I'm joined by my uh, fellow podcaster Ian, as always. Say hello. Hello. And uh, we've got a guest on this, this evening to talk about um, a few things. Um, Ellie, would you like to introduce yourself and, um, and what you can do at Empire? Yep, so I'm Ellie Williams and I play Gabriella Barossa at Empire and she is the bursar of the Anvil Hospital. So she does a lot of kind of hospital admin and, you know, getting stuck up to her elbows in other people's fake blood. Um, and uh, I do a lot of the organisation out of character for the hospital as well. And the hospital's a really interesting part of Empire because it's, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ali, um, it, it, it really was born by the players. Uh, it's not something that PD actually set up uh, and, and you guys really built it from the ground up um, as Basically, something yes, to yeah. really influence the world of Empire. And I think it's actually, it's a really exciting part of the game. It's As it is with the whole physics game, actually, in general, which I'm sure we'll touch on. It's a bit almost later. part of legend when you're a new player is like oh you know the hospital yeah you know players created that like it's one of those like (laughs) it's a talking point that like it's a cool thing that when you first hear it and it's good to share when you uh when you hear about it so well it's actually quite rare and i don't i don't mean that in a in a bad way um but it's actually like those kind of very i mean it feels very formal it feels very established right but those kind of elements of play if you like um, are quite rare that they have that sort of, as I say, that that very kind of formal kind of existence within the world mm-hmm. that is purely player created. And I think the hospital is probably one of the strongest examples of that in well, it, all of the event. It might be. It's also it's importantly it's communal, right? Like there are lots of player made structures in the game, right? But the hospital is a communal experience that was created by players yeah. sorry ellie we're, we're very excited to talk to you as you can tell yeah, right it's so... a really exciting part of the game in fact it's one of the first places we actually ever went uh, oh awesome fantastic yeah, we we heard about it and we, we literally were told to go to the hospital yeah and hopefully it... for fun reasons rather than rocking up going oh bleeding <laughs> no I mean, literally just a you make our day you had <laughs> yeah so i've been playing empire since year one e1 mm-hmm um, so I've actually been playing the same character since then. Somehow have managed wow. to survive since then. Um, I think my character's been on 14 battles. Managed so, to survive that. You know, Dave, you know, you got to put your socks up. I know, right? <laughs> but I, I've only survived so, it just over a year. It's embarrassing, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, well, but I mean, for anyone who's, who's listening to the last episode, though, like Tim Baker is in my group. So I tend to run around after him and he's very good at rescuing people. So... Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, when Ellie, I first walked up, there was no hospital. Yeah. So talk to me about like what was okay. Wh- when did you see like a need for this? Right. Like so, usually everyone went off to battle or to skirmishes, and they immediately got kicked out, and they just left to wander aimlessly around. No. Around so Emma. on the very first event, 
when there was no hospital, there were three players. Uh, let's see if I can remember the character names. There's Alice Ramsbrook, there was Elizabeth Talbot, and there was uh, Dr. Levy. Uh, and these were played by three um, fairly experienced laughers who had decided that they wanted to establish a hospital. And they hadn't decided altogether. There were like two marchers and one high guard person. But they found each other on the field trying to do the same thing, which was to get as many sort of physics as they could um, in the same place on Friday night, the first anvil, very first empire, to go, look, we should try and organise ourselves because there are going to be some big battles. There's going to be people being hurt. We should try and get our act together and you know work out what we're going to do. Uh, and so from that sort of first genesis, we had a one very big meeting on the Friday night of the First Empire. I think it was the Friday night. It might have been the Saturday. It was a long time ago. Um, tried to work out what people wanted from a hospital, what they thought might be useful, whether there was actually a desire for it or not. Um, and it was a very mixed feeling. Like some people were like, yes, we definitely want it. That would be amazing. We're in. We'd love to help. Um, but there are lots of people who are like, oh, no, well, you know, we want to look after our own people in our own camps. Which, which is a very kind of valid in-character response to kind of go, mm. no, actually, we want to look after our own people. We want to be able to, to do it this way. Um, but what came out of that was that there was enough support for it that they could get representatives from every nation on board mm. to then start putting together a more formal structure for the hospital to work out what we actually wanted out of it, what we wanted to do. Um, how we wanted to go about establishing ourselves in game. How and many, right back at the start, we had no tent or anything like that. We were just a group yeah. of people meeting. How many how many people were in that initial group, would you say, of the, the you say you had one from each nation, but like how many yeah. people in total do you think that was? Of keen people, probably about 20, I'd say. Right, right, interesting. So it's the three core people who took on like the, the role of kind of librarian, chancellor and versa. And this is another aspect, because I assume ultimately funding had to be found, and then that had to go through the political game in order to actually get that oh, funding? Or was it purely payer-funded? Yeah. So a bit of both, a bit of both. So basically, once we just sort of established what we're doing, we started then getting to the business of actually, like, saving people. So it was some people were organising triage, and that wasn't initially. So people kind of compiling out of the gate, and you have to work out who's about to die instantly, who's not, mm. and who's treating, and who can just like be allowed to wander off. Or, you know, if they're going to wander off, like make sure their mates keep an eye on them, that mm. kind of thing. Because obviously anyone can do anything they want when they come through the gate. They don't have to come and stop the hospital. But if people stop, we want to make sure that they're triaged. That process wasn't integrated with the hospital at all to start with. It was a group of Navari who was organising that. But they worked alongside the people who were then doing the treatment of the people they triaged. And at the very start, we didn't have a tent. So we had to, the additional logistical problem of trying to move everyone from the gate to, I, I don't know if you know the, um, oh, there's a big town hall tent, effectively, in the marches. Um, is that the one where the pub is? Merricks. It was uh, the Merricks. Oh, I don't know whether I've been there. I've been to a couple of pubs, but that's about it in the marches. Yeah, well, it's a pub. It's oh, like a, maybe it's, I it's have like then. A There's a giant, big white one, basically. Is that the, um, the thing? It was, a, it was a big green one at the time, and they let us use their tent just after battles as basically a triage, as a treatment station. Because back then, you had to have an undercover structure to treat certain wounds. The rules have since changed. Wow. But right at the start, you, 
it meant that you couldn't treat traumatic wounds on the battlefield. Cheeky PD. That is cheeky. Yeah. My God. You had to bring people back and get them into a, a structure, so a tent, um, which we didn't have to start with. Um, and for about three games, we used the Merricks, but it was rapidly becoming apparent that there was more people keen for the idea of a hospital uh, and more patients coming through than we would initially anticipate with all the skirmishes. Mm-hmm. And so I think after the first couple of maybe two or three games, uh, the initial three, the executive, uh, so the, the, the three founders, started renting a tent from PD. And they did this at their own expense. Right. right. Um, uh, but PD were very happy to give them like space up near the gate where we could right. then pitch the tent. And then that was became the hospital. And then after a little while, it became popular enough that we basically said to PD, look, if you give us the tent for free, we'll put it up and, put, and take it down. But we're creating a lot of game for people. What do you think? And they said yes. So now we get the tent every time, but it's up to us to put it up and take it down. Um, it's a phenomenal it's, part It's added of the game. so much to the game. I, that, think, yeah, um, I it, think that's totally fair, though. I think that's a really good good deal for everyone oh, all around really yes, it, i think so i think so Definitely. i think it's actually probably worth um talking just generally about uh in a very brief way about injuries and healing and those kind of things yeah. for people who have not actually been to empire or who uh, are yet to attend their first event just so they know what oh, roughly yeah. to expect um <laughs> terrible things remember uh all the exact rules things like that yeah so, i mean there's I've, a lot of things that can happen to you right and there's been like a whole year since i've had to do this <laughs> yes me too but speaking speaking so as everyone a, has a, yeah, a bleed on, sorry. count sorry no please go on ellie so everyone has a bleed count so a certain number of seconds that you can live before once you've been taken down to zero hits before you effectively bleed out and die uh, and i want to say three minutes which i think is right yeah, that's the approximate average for, for, you, for your uh, starting person, yeah. No, like character, but then you can increase that with yeah. potions, you can increase that with skills. There's various ways that can be longer. Yeah. Uh, and if you get taken down to zero hits, then you start bleeding out. And unless someone with an appropriate skill gets to you in time, your character's going to die. Uh, that skill can be something like a chirurgeon, who can just stop you dying and get you back up to one hit. It can be someone like a physic, who has the ability to do other things to try and get you back up to full hits. So use of herbs or things like that or it could be someone with stay with me or get it together <laughs> uh some kind of heroic skill that can kind of pull yeah. you back up to your feet uh, or as my husband as well, says yeah. the application of the medicinal boot there are mages as well right Ian was just saying that there and are mages uh, heal yeah. spells, heal spells yeah. and stuff right. like that so you can and the swift heal which is great it does very yes. quickly or there's slower ones that give you more healing or could do more people at a time um, but interestingly I oh it's amazing that i really want to dive into the actual uh physic game in general mm-hmm. later because it's a real uh a love of mine actually um but um other things that can happen to you on the field just so people are uh, aware yes. of the context of everything so, are things like traumatic wounds yep. and and other things so i'll let you dive into it because you know yeah, yeah. Me. if if you are lucky lucky um then uh you will have kind of gone down in such a dramatic fashion or been up against such great odds or been fighting such an important foe that a ref will come along and will hand you a little card and that little card will be a traumatic wound 
And on one side of that card, it will give you, it will say traumatic wound, and on the back, it will give you the effect. So uh, you feel winded and can't breathe properly, or uh, you've lost feelings in your legs, or um, you can't see properly, or you've got a headache. Um, and some things say, if this is not treated within half an hour, see a ref. If this is not treated <laughs> within five hours, see a ref. Um, or various different things like that. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you what's happened, it only tells you the effect. Now, these are laminated kind of double-sided cards, which means that when a physic gets to you, and it can only be a physic, it can't be a chirurgeon, it can't be a mage, it's got to be a physic, um, they have the ability to tear open that card, and on the inside is more of a descriptor of what's actually happened. So shortness of breath might turn into you've punctured a lung, or mm. um, your ribs are cracked, or oh, so good. you've got a headache, might be as much as you've got a mild concussion, go have a cup of tea. Or it might be you've got a cranial bleed. You need to be trapped. The the moment when and the you... symptoms might be the same, but until you open the card, you don't. But know. when you've got one and you're like you hand it to the physic or whatever, and they they stand above you and they they rip it open and they go, ooh, or, or or even better, didn't you, Ian? You gave one to someone and went, oh, I've got this, and then they were like, all right, clear the way. We need to get this person in there. And they like, well, I've had I've had two, so I had one like that, and I've also had one where they're like, I don't know what to do. And they had literally like had to take <laughs> like get somebody like a, but they they were RPing someone who was obviously like a new physic, yeah. and they were like, yeah, I can. They did. But, you know, because it, it does actually quite relatively well tell you like the process necessary to cure the thing. It does. Um, but yeah. th they were really well RPing, like this kind of, you know, a, a fairly new physics. They went off to go and get someone else, like, you know, a more senior physics yeah. to come and help me. And it was so good. The, the, the traumatic wound experience is oh, absolutely from, from amazing. Side. For, for both sides of the equation. Oh, it's yes, definitely from both sides. I, I've been on both sides of the equation. Yes, I've done the healing and I've done the being injured. And oh my goodness, it's so, so good. And you don't lose anything by drawing no. more people in to help you. It's not no. like I'm the big, well, I'm a big physic, I can do it. It's it's like the more it's people I get in to help, the more we can do, the more RP we can make. It's just, oh, it's brilliant. It's such and a deep part of the game. That. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's, I mean, I mean, doing battlefield surgery and playing as a battlefield medic yes. is amazing, like absolutely incredible. Uh, and I'll, I'll just, if you'll forgive me, I'll just quickly dive into that because it's a real, um, but like I, in battles, there's, obviously there's the immediate way of being the the sort of the, the, the normal way you'd think of being heroic, you know, killing the monster, saving the people, those kind of things. But there's that thing that I think we can all identify with and the heroes we see uh, prominently in the world now, of course, and, and, and always respect, which of course, the healers, the people throughout history who have always looked after people, right, and are carers. And to get to play that role where you can have that moment, which is actually quite a kind of an immediate and intimate moment with another player where you can save their lives and... Uh, you know, there's, there's, you, you kind of have to talk to the person, check they're okay with things. But like having people like holding your hand, you know, and, and as they're, as they're sort of, you know, in pain and cry, you know, crying out, telling you, you know, that what their last words or last wishes might be, things like this. I mean, it's, it, it abs and you know, th these moments of RP are, they're just so immediately arresting that, and and you'll be in the turmoil of battle or or outside of battle, and these things can happen at any moment. And, mm. and you're all of a sudden you're you're wrapped into a very very personal, very extreme, and sometimes funny, sometimes dramatic 
moment of RP. I mean, the literally the very first moment of RP I had in all of Empire was, so I turn up with as a physic and we're kind of walking around not knowing what to do. And mm. there's this guy who's got three arrows in him and he's being dragged back to his camp. He had this awesome kind of costume sort of all set up in Navarre. And obviously this was a, a whole sort of process that had been made by the groups themselves to represent this person who died in the previous event or something like that. I, I don't know. But I was Johnny on the spot and they were like, we need a physic. And I just happened to be there. And like the guys just sort of pushed me forward. And, and I was just all sudden thrust into sort of trying to help this person. I got given this laminated card. I had no idea what I was doing. Literally mm. my very first interaction with the game opened it. And it, it, just the experience of everyone, this whole group of people around you. I mean, I got just got pushed away in a sense by someone who was much more experienced, uh, but that was in, in really good RP. Um, but it was just so amazing to then, as I was holding this guy's hand as he died, you know, and he was like, he was like gripping my hand. You know, and it was just like it was so intense. I was just like, I'm sure from the outside, it was it, it maybe didn't didn't look that way, but for me, for me, that connection was just so immediate. And I was like, geez, that's a, that's an incredible adrenaline rush, right? Um, you know, and and there's been so many battles I've had that experience, and being the injured person, have someone else save you. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing. Ian, sorry, yeah. sorry. Ian, no, it is. It's amazing. I was I was thinking. I was just. That gave me a chance to like think of all the, the fun like physics stories that I've had. So, one of the first battles on that that moment where you're like so wrapped up in things that you you know you're not aware of your surroundings or like you just got to ignore them because you're trying to save mm -hmm. this person. My friend had been taken down with a, a like a, an arrow to the thigh. So that's the other thing is that arrows and yep. things like cleave do extra damage, as it were, in the sense that you need to do uh, a bit more to fix them. So they're not as bad as traumatic wounds and you can fix them on the battlefield but instead of taking like 30 seconds they take like two whole minutes to like yeah fix and so my friend had taken arrows to the leg and i really didn't want to use the herbs on him because i don't know if i even had the right kind of herb at the time mm. um, so i was like cerulean okay well, i'm gonna is, fix yeah yeah cerulean mazarin oh gold dust <laughs> it's, it's, it's at a premium it's really at a premium oh, sometimes yes. oh yes well, I, I spend half my time on the field currently buying and selling herbs or buying herbs so yeah. i will talk about that later um, but i was trying to fix this this guy so i'm like okay two minutes the battle is raging around us mm -hmm. and there are these hydras that are stalking the field like these drake like hydras and they're these guys in these, these big kind of dragon suits um and they've got very limited vision but they've got poison breath <laughs> and so i'm there fixing this guy and one of them is coming closer to us as the battle rages around us so i'm just like we're just going to stay very still. We're going to hide by this tree and I'm going to fix your leg and then we are going to go. And it goes, like its tail was within about a foot of me as it just walked past. But it was so distracted by everybody else that we just kind of slunk there, oh, very amazing. quietly fixing uh, you know, this, this guy's leg. And it didn't notice that we got away with it. Um, so but there've been other stuff that's been like on, on Anvil, which have been really good as well. And that, that idea that you can kind of get loads of people in to help um, and it can be really kind of intense. I... There was one time when um, a friend of mine had a, a kind of a curse. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you get you get normal traumatic wounds, but you also get magical traumatic wounds, yes. which is where you can fix them physically, but they have a magical origin. And so this one was due to someone who had felt they had broken a, broken an oath. Yes. And so it gave them kind of some magical backlash, which was this small parasite that was kind of going around their body. And you had to kind of trap it and then surgery it out. 
it was like this little worm thing that was creeping on your skin. Like off, um, um, uh, is it the mummy? That makes me think of the mummy, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so utterly horrific. But there were. It turned out when this hit her, there were actually about four physics in the room at the time, wow. just by coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were all kind of there, kind of holding her, her steady and kind of getting our little bits of kit out. Like, I think someone had a little glass flask that they could pretend to heat up to put over as a suction cup to keep it in place and then the rest of us were getting our needles out and drawing it out the the props props. that people had in that moment we were just so engaged in it and it's just that intense moment so good it is it like honestly like i i would really recommend it one of the best decisions i ever made walking into the game was to choose to take on the physic game Uh, and like to be honest now i actually don't do as much as i used to I kind of am more of an archer than a physic these days. Um, but just as as an experience, and if you're looking, you know, if you're not maybe sure about what your kind of keys into the game are going to be, mm. actually the, 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 the healer game, whichever route and path you choose to take, has so many avenues that can take you to those really interesting elements yeah. of RP that you maybe can't as easily find by saying, oh, I'm going to be a trader or I'm going to be a warrior or whatever, those kind of archetypes. The healer, there's a lot to it. And and, and in, a, in a really kind of immediate and yet kind of accessible way. And mm. this, like you can, you can literally go to the hospital and introduce yourself, which is what I did as a new physic in town and essentially just be like, hi, I'm new. Um, and, and there's really friendly people who will, you know, teach you the ropes and sort of get tell you to hang around and, and i kind of hung around the hospital and helped a little bit there and then it's but these moments of rp that will crop up are just you know i really do like strongly recommend it if you're not sure about where you're going to take your character a physic or it is just incredible it's it's great i think everyone always loves the healer because you've always got something to do when you need a healer you really need a healer yes. so i think it's a great role for knowing what your purpose is if you're otherwise a little bit not sure. Mm. So if in doubt, it's like, well, that I will be needed at some point, someone will call for a physic, or I can go up to the hospital, or if I'm on the battlefield, undoubtedly it will be necessary. So I think it can give you a lot of initial direction. And mm. then from that, you can then work out, well, am I going to specialise in something? Or am I going to branch out? Or am I going to get yeah. involved in politics? But it, it gives you that thing that, I mean, no, other than the person who's injured, who's probably got mixed feelings about it, people aren't, unhappy to see a healer because usually yeah. when they need they need you the amount, yeah and that the, the amount of times that, like i've had to yell out physic like no one's going to yeah. yell out physic for something boring whatever mm. someone's yelling about it's probably something that's gonna be really fun to witness or be involved in or see right like um like when i got my leg clay cleaved in that incident um and i was yelling physic while crawling along the ground mm. on my way back to the navarre camp and uh, yeah, it's just a really fun. I can only imagine what that's like for other people to see, like someone just crawling through the ground yelling for a physic, and then a random physics like, "Do you have any herbs?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, for God's sake!" Now I'm gonna have to <laughs> take two minutes, right? The guy's a busy guy; he's got things to do. Oh, but, but I would, I would always leap on that two minutes because it's like, oh, I get yeah. to do like two minutes of surgery at it, least. It actually, it actually ended. It ended in an altercation where the physic was basically having to say, "Listen, let me fix his leg." And you can do whatever you're going to do and I'll fix whoever's left. All right. So like, and it was one of those bizarre situations where the guy just wanted to finish his job like a professional yeah. and then get on with the rest of his day. You know, it's fantastic. 
but, but physics as well and and i think this is the other thing like um if you're listening to any of this and, and feeling a little bit intimidated by the intensity that we're bringing because it is it is it's super exciting but also you can choose you know your your gear of where you're going to be hmm. uh, doing things you can just you know do fairly routine things i encourage you to really push it because it really is fantastic we should but so, sorry we i should... mean there's some really interesting things that Sorry, really Sorry. quickly, we should talk about consent really quickly before we get any further into yes. this and just get that out the way before like mm -hmm. anything else, right? So, like, Ellie, would you like to explain your understanding of what consent as a physic might involve? So, basically, it's it's very important out of character whenever you're treating someone to establish what level of contact that they are happy with and what level of interaction they're happy with. So, when someone's sort of brought into the hospital the first thing you would do before you do anything is kind of say probably lean in and whisper out of character are you okay with me touching you while i do this um do you want me to take your you know, do you want to take your armor off um are you okay with fake blood and it's just checking what level of um interaction they're comfortable with and a lot of people just be like yeah yeah that's fine um but if they're like oh actually no they'd be like that's fine we can do this completely non-contact it doesn't have to be contact at all would you be you know you ask them, are you happier sitting up or lying down? And so that just dropping out of character to check at points that they're okay with what you're going to do and to check what level of contact they're happy with is incredibly important. And the more that you do this, yeah. the more second nature it becomes to just be the first thing you say is that you'll get your tools out and you'll say, right, let's do this. And then you'll lean down and the first thing you will say is, are you okay with me touching it's, you? Having, having gone through that process, the best physics of the world they're so good at it from an external mm -hmm. point of view you wouldn't even know that someone had asked for consent like i came in i was dying coming into the hospital i'm screaming i'm yelling people come running over first thing they do is quick question and then i'm like i very briefly explain what the hell's going on in a very like very out of character very quickly i got injured in this way i'm terminal i just need you to apply loads of fake blood to me Okay, sweet. Yeah. You, and then they put me down on the bed, the, the the thing. Are you okay with this and this and this? And even after I said, I'm here for the blood, basically, they still made it very like they had. They asked, like, are you okay with fake blood? I'm like, absolutely, go nuts, like more the merrier. Do you know what I mean? And then, that, yeah. but but for, I'm sure if you were three or four feet away, you would have no clue that we had that conversation. OC, like it was so <laughs> under the thing. But yeah, really well played. And it's one of those things where if you, if you do it just very matter of factly, it doesn't really drop people out of their immersion because mm. you're just like a quick answer to this question are you okay and if they're not okay then they're probably happy to be able to take that moment to tell you you know yeah. if it's all too intense then you can say okay let's get you somewhere quiet let's let's drop out of character let's find somewhere you can have a drink of water let's go to that quiet corner or take you out of the tent um or if they are okay let's just go with it yeah i've had like a non-contact um physic experience uh, and actually that opens up really interesting opportunities for RP yeah. because you can start doing things with incense and sort of, you know, trying to use your herbs. I mean, I was, you know, I had limited use of my imagination trying to think up things, but you can actually make it quite interesting. And it's in no way oh, will I it like sort of that. impact the game. It's, it's, there's a lot of different opportunities. And this is why the physics game is so exciting Just because every single case you come across, which I'm sure is in a sense part of... I guess the the buzz that a first responder gets is interesting and exciting. It has its own, uh, you know, aspects to it. And uh, so, uh, 
of put on both you sides. Could like do the whole... that, like, yeah, yeah. So realigning energies, for example. Yes. Yeah. You could Crystals. do balancing humors. So you could be like drink something hot or drink something cold or yeah. tap into your hearth magic. So if you're I've seen I've seen it done with like the leagueish people of getting people to remember their loyalties mm. or telling them a terrible dr- dramaturgy joke or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Anything that taps into that hearth magic. A song. Or possibly the patient's hearth magic or a song or yeah. getting them to talk through their tattoos if they're Navari or something like that. Yeah. As long as it's two mo- two oh, minutes so of appropriate role play, that appropriate role play just has to be focused on the fact that you are trying to heal them. Yeah. It doesn't need have to be doing if physical you... healing. It can be more metaphysical. Yeah, if you want to get a Navari to speak for at least two minutes, ask them about their tattoos. I mean, my God, <laughs> like, you'll be there half an hour. Do you know what I mean? Like, listen, you're fine. Get out of here. Go join the battle again. Jeez. But yeah, I mean, I, I had, I mean, I, I'm sure it wasn't the best doing this kind of incensey thing that I did, but I had a really good time, is, mm. is the sum of yeah. it. Like, and I've had a really good time applying bandages and blood, and it's super exciting. Like, yeah, getting... I, I, I've been jazzed about this or, whole conversation, also, by the way. Get, <laughs> get, like getting a physic <laughs> that's G'd up is amazing. Like when you're, because it's usually like, um, <clears throat> often getting uh, getting healed is a nice opportunity to rest sometimes or take a time mm-hmm. out from the battle. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's not running around, you get knackered, you take some hit points. When I start getting down to maybe two, two, I'm a little bit like, mm, do, am I needed here? Can I possibly go off and seek and find a, a physic? But those moments. Go find your physic before you fall over. Always before you fall over. <laughs> Always. Yeah. One, you're a much bigger pain in the ass when you're on the ground and you're risking other people's yeah. lives. Um, two, on a selfish level, you're significantly more likely to die if you're already dead, <laughs> yeah. right? So um, mm-hmm. beware. Yeah. Actually, a lot of people die uh, simply because they don't get noticed. If you die mm-hmm. in the wrong, you know, if you if you are downed on the wrong area of the battlefield, the the battle can be won, but you might be fifty yards away and your voice won't carry. And yeah. people will just not notice that you're down. That happens. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that's. The, I, I think a lot of people die that way. That's how people yeah. die. Die dead. You know, like, uh, like I remember some battles where you're running around and you see a lone physic out in the field when the lines. You mm. know, when the lines get really messy on the big field and there's a lot of movement everywhere and you don't really know where the lines are and it's very dangerous. I'm a runner, so that's kind of. I enjoy that. That's that's where I like to be. But when you see a physic out there with like roving troops, you're like, you gotta you gotta go. It's not safe in there. Like, no, 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 no. I need a minute, and then this person's good. And I'm like, I can't defend you. I've I'm gonna run as soon as they come mm. over here. You just gotta go. Like you can't. And it's I love those moments, right? Where physics leaving a patient is oh my god, like heartbreaking on the field, right? Um, sometimes they stay, sometimes they stay, you know? Yeah, I've had like a, a time where it was me and this guy, he was cleaved and I didn't have the, the stuff to heal him. Uh, and we were kind of, it was one of the, it was that first skirmish we had, uh, Dave, where that we were in this kind of wheeling motion and the whole battlefield was essentially that was, turning. A main, was that a battle or was that a skirmish? It was a skirmish, it was, oh, was, was a big okay. skirmish. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we we're getting kind of pushed around constantly and I kept trying to like, you know put this guy down so i could work on his leg and and heal him up and then it the battle kept line kept moving and i'd be like okay we've got to go you know and, and we were getting compressed from both sides but so it turned this two minutes of rp into like no joke like five six minutes of just like constantly <laughs> we're, we're moving we're keeping you alive right you, you, and i was like the, to the stage i was just saying to other people like you have to protect me i have to heal yeah. this man and stuff and then 
other people are involved. They're not even healers, but they're people yeah. who suddenly have agency in the battle because you, he, as a healer, suddenly have almost like a, a, an element of battlefield command. Not, like, not in a in a kind of like, but you can say like, this this is important, right? We need to 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 save this person, yeah. and I have nowhere to go. Protect F me. Physics are universally loved. Like, no one dislikes a physic, right? Like, there are many different things that you could look at in the game and be like, oh. Well, not for being a physic, anyway. What's that? <laughs> well, not for being a physic, anyway. Well, yeah. well that's, like that's very true. That's very I'm true. just like for a lot of other reasons. <laughs> but a physic isn't one of them. I remember one time that Ian gave the impression to us that if you're a physic, then you got given the good stuff when you went to the hospital. And. <laughs> after Ian got given like a, a, a serious injury or whatever we, we, we rolled him in there being the VAR we were like yelling someone go over here someone saw this yeah the whole caboodle right get her out and I'm like yelling he's a physic so give him the good stuff right like I know how it works here right like you know I think the look on their faces is, was hilarious. They were like, yeah, really good. I think what that actually is that like generally if you're a physic, you're all about that game. And therefore other physics, healing physics, I think everyone is generally all in on it. So like, <laughs> you know, it was just a case of like, you know, that I was getting cut open and I was having people, you know, looking at my lungs all kinds of crazy stuff and it's just like this is amazing right i had like a, a little stick to bite down on it was a, like you but know Ellie, like that's would you what say, it's all about would you say it takes a certain um how <laughs> let me phrase this very carefully like uh, a sadistic imagination to be a physic <laughs> like i don't think so not necessarily so i think i think that the cards, for example, that the, the inside of the Trahit Wood cards are really very good at giving you hints about what you should do and what you should be needing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think anyone who's ever watched any MASH or ER or yeah. Casualty or anything like that can kind of tap into that urgency. Um, I also think like, anyone who's even like slightly interested in historical medicine or medicine mm -hmm. itself or biology or science, that kind of stuff, like you can really tap into that that also side that, of things as the, well. That the kind wackier. of kooky old world yeah. science as well, you yeah. know, where like, oh, and, yeah. and that's where the props and stuff are like, you know, someone will come out with some crazy blade and like, hang on, this looks like a torture device. And they're like, no, <laughs> we're going to heal you with this. Oh, <laughs> gonna... it, so I would say that, that physics do tend to have a fairly, at least there's a, a strain of them that have a black sense of humor. And so you'll, you'll be like, oh, you know, this, this terrible thing happened or this, this kind of, um, other event happened and wasn't it mm. funny and everyone else is going what or uh, uh, one of my in-character cousins and I have great conversations about the most interesting traumatic wounds we've ever seen um, purely for the well partly because we like sharing those stories and partly because we like seeing whether we can turn uh, the other people who are listening green mm. um, because you know Sorry, no, uh, I, I, I think there is a real worldness to that. I mean, um, yeah. my mum's a radiographer and we used to sort of hang around with a, a bunch of people in the medical profession. And there is an element of kind of, um, not like as you say, like black humour, kind of gallows humour. There is a little bit of that, right? Because if you're exposed to these things, sometimes you're put in extreme situations. I mean, this happens in other professions, but, you know, <laughs> it is an intense environment and oh, you oh. have to find... 
all I want to do right now is and die and be reborn as a really like butcher physic. That's all. Just listen to you guys talk right now. Just oh, I bring them over. Oh, we're not going to save this one and be really like just ridiculous about the whole thing. That sounds like amazing. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. There are so many ways to play it. Like I've also had someone who was like a super clean, super clinical, like you know, really analytic kind of like um, I, like you know that in I, I don't really uh, watch um house, but I think he's like a very kind of analytical kind of you know person, right? Like that kind of sort of style, where it's just like you know, really is doing it all by the numbers and is super calm and unfazed, like emotionless like, I, almost, right? Yeah, like like this, I, I, you know, I am fixing you kind of thing mm -hmm. right and it's like you're kind of screaming hollering is like you know get a grip of yourself you know like uh, honestly <laughs> honestly you've sold me you've sold it's me in the time it's i've been so sitting good. here i'm like wow this sounds really great like um it's instant like full-on rp whoever you're interacting with you can yeah. do, if you do it in a nice safe responsible way the sky's the limit with how much you want to get involved like we talk about remember we talk sometimes about how you can sometimes have goals at empire right and that sometimes yeah. you can get caught up in ideas of plots or making something happen and you can spin your entire and you kind of lose focus of why you're there it's it's the rp right and and like maybe physicking's one of those things where you get to really it's like I try and get maybe three really intense, like, I forget about the world, I'm completely immersed, I want three moments like that in a weekend of Empire. That's usually my, if, mm -hmm. I've, if, if I hit three of them, maybe it takes me a couple of days to realise it, right, because you're in the moment, but that's yeah. my aim. A physic? I mean, Dude, you can get you can get three of those in a battle, right. easy. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, sorry, go for it, dude. I was going to say, a goal for me for an Empire would be have a cool moment in the hospital like mm. treat a patient yeah. with a with an injury and like that will be a cool moment and it, it almost doesn't matter who the patient it doesn't matter who the patient is or what the injury is but you can make that moment cool mm -hmm. um i think, I think the other thing when sorry go on. no no i think there's that aspect of uh, in other areas of the game uh you kind of will pursue things and rp will happen uh almost on on your clock on your sort of say uh but with the with the physic game or the healer game in general because of course there are other options than just physic that's important to state um but there's the idea that rp can be thrust upon you and and of course you can always opt out of it but it, it, in a way where those moments of really awesome rp can literally just come at any moment and you'll have to roll with it and that's a super exciting you know, it, it, the RP will find you sometimes. And and often it, when you're going to an event, you are kind of worrying about, oh, how am I going to find RP? Well, as a, as, as a healer, RP will find you often. Yeah. And, and there's not actually that many areas of the game where you can necessarily say that is true. Uh, it, it, you know, in, 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 a, in that kind of intensity. Ellie. Uh, so I think that's one of the... Sorry, sorry can no, I... No, please do, please do, um, yeah. I think that's one of the things that the hospital does really nicely is giving a location where these things can happen. Mm. So it's kind of the kind of thing where if someone's injured on Anvil, which happens but isn't that common, yes, they might have physics of their own, or there might be physics nearby or healers nearby, but they know that if they want some cool RP and they don't have anyone else present, they can go to the hospital and someone will be there. Now, it also means that if you're hanging around, you don't quite know where you want to hang around and you don't quite know what to do, but what you want to do is heal, heal people. If you go up and hang around at the hospital, then people will come to you, either from a skirmish or from a battle or for something else. 
but there's always going to be sort of medics up there talking to each other as well in the quiet times and you know tidying up or chatting or talking about things or teaching or there's telling you really, there's a really cool camaraderie in the whole physic game in yeah. the whole healer game where you can it's there is a type of fraternity that you can kind of bond into. Like we've all healed people, you know, we've all brought people to the hospital. We've all had, you know, there's, we've all got that story, right? We've all got that. Oh, I shouldn't have been able to save this person or I lost this person. Mm. Uh, and that's super cool. Like I've had a moment where I was like, there, there was a guy dying. And the reason I didn't heal him in time was because I, I didn't want to essentially drop a cup. Uh, just because he literally was like his timer was ticking down i just uh, i was more worried about this cup than uh, and like in an oc kind of weirdness kind of way than actually kind of getting over to him and healing him and it, it, it just like it's one of those things where like now my character has that right my character has that that he actually failed and he 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 mm. he, he didn't get there in time and it was within my power you know and that that's a cool thing right that's that's something that's part of my game now it's it's super cool and and I think the hospital, it's almost like a, it, it's, there is kind of a big stage element to it. Because uh, you have that kind of intimate setting of healing inside, say, your uh, your nation or inside your own uh, steading or striding or banner or whatever your, your equivalent is. Um, but sort of healing and, uh, and acting as a healer around the hospital, that's almost like the, the big stage kind of setting. It feels that way sometimes, you know, being able to, to, to triage after a battle and sort of step up and so i'm a healer i'll help you know even mm. if you're not officially involved with the hospital being able to well, step up is awesome i think i think the other thing is that so the hospital's quite an interesting one so it's it's so i've got a couple of points here i think what is the interesting divide between battlefield medics and people who don't go on the battlefield and heal up at the hospital some more full-time as it were and i think the hospital provides a really nice way for people who don't or can't go on the battlefield mm -hmm. to really get stuck into the healing game in a big way yeah. because for whatever reason they don't go on the battlefield and maybe it's mobility issues maybe it's they just don't want to maybe it's other things yeah. but it gives them a place where they can still get that buzz still get that mm -hmm. interaction um without having to um like force themselves on the battlefield or just miss out on it yeah. But then battlefield healers can come and get involved in the hospital too. So there's always that kind of balance of saying, well, you've been on the battlefield, so A, we need to check you over and make sure you're okay. But B, also, you've, it's not that you've had your fun, but you can let the other people have their turn now. Mm -hmm. But then if, if you're really short, you know, all hands on deck, there's more people to treat than we can deal with, yeah. then you can come off the battlefield and someone will say, right, you're okay. That's where you can get stuff. I think they tend to ask, right? I remember one time yeah. that we came back and there was a everyone had um, green lung, green lung. and it I mean, was like it was yeah. just a shit yeah. fest. Basically, there was like people everywhere. There's not enough bodies to really deal with it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, being, uh, being a Navari, that's obviously and and uh, uh, <laughs> like uh, we know but... the hospital so well because we're Navar. <laughs> like we we regularly are outside there waiting after a battle like, everyone's uh, coughing you know, and you're doing yeah. the whole you know the, the the tea and kind of passing it around all that kind of stuff and yeah. um yeah. and then of course you know you can get involved that way but i do i do actually like that's a really good point and something actually i hadn't considered before is and i think that's something that uh, that, that i'll think about more uh is 
make ensuring that I'm not sort of taking too much game when I come back from the battlefield. I do I do really enjoy it, but I think that's a, that is a really valid point. I, I think it's not saying that you can't or you shouldn't. I think it's just that you need to be mm. aware of the setup that's there, mm. and that's nothing. That's not going to stop you. I don't think I was going to ever pull you off a patient or anything know. like that. Yeah. But I think it's to be aware that there are lots of people waiting to get stuck in as well. Yeah. And no, I think that's a really good point. The more medics, the merrier, in a sense. You know, yeah. th there's always a chance to kind of say, right, well, I'm a medic, I'm, I'm okay, you've checked me over, I've just come back from the battlefield. Where can I be of help? And there's almost certainly always going to be an overflow area where you can wait for someone to, like, come and be injured and then you can help them. Um, or if you're lucky, it'll be nice and quiet and you won't be needed. Yeah, yeah, which actually so is lucky. often the case. In yeah, character, yeah, yeah. you feel lucky, but out of character, you're like, oh, damn, I was really hoping to fix yeah. it. <laughs> The hostels, yeah. the hostels, like, whenever I've been in the hostel, like, I find it quite a dynamic place, right? Like, it can be very quiet in there. And then, like, I showed up there screaming bloody murder. It was after, like, 20 minutes after the battle or something it took me to get back mm. to the thing or whatever. But that, that was kind of fun just to see it go from quiet to chaos. But when you're... I was thinking specifically when we brought you in there. Yeah. Pull back the curtain... And okay, so everyone's yeah. outside. The whole army's outside, right? Everyone's adrenaline dumped. Some people are being OC, you know, like because of the adrenaline, everyone's happy yeah. or whatever. It, it's it's a fun time after a battle, right? For for or, or sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like, oh no, we got our asses kicked. Anyway, um, you pull back that curtain, and it's a very large tent. It feels large when you go in there, but the mm. scene is like. And when you you mentioned it earlier, when you mentioned Mash mash is exactly right because you know like mash has those moments where they have the fun intro and it's the music and the helicopter shots and they usually with the first shot of the episode is going to be them in the er or something chaotic happening the generator going down dust over the it's got that vibe when you walk in there as like just someone coming into the thing it's chaotic and what i like about the hospital when i've been in there is how strong some of the characters are like mm -hmm. then oh oh you're a, you're a brave warrior who's just defeated how many enemies well you can shut the fuck up while you're here um <laughs> you will wait or if i ask you to leave you leave like there's the, the, the uh the zulu right the the guy of zulu that's how it feels sometimes is barking orders at people i love it it's fantastic well there's it's this true. wonderful feeling of of i want to say soft power that thing of you know i'm i'm not a big warrior i'm not you know going to kick your ass or anything like that but this is my place mm -hmm. this is a hospital this is yeah. my area of expertise so you will listen to what i say and i may be five foot six and you might be six foot two but gosh darn it you are going to listen to me 100%. and it's one of the things i love about empire is i could be like this, this reasonably small five foot six person and i can stare down people who are taller than me with all the confidence that this is what i'm Mm. this is what i do this is who this i am i'm trained for and right and then and then people are generous enough with their role play yeah to go with it and to let me have that moment yeah. and they they roll with it they're like okay yes this is this is your place and like by all rules yes i could just dominate here but i'm not going to i'm going to be generous mm -hmm. and that is that give and take of kind of going this is my moment this is your moment exactly and i think that I works with patients as well like yeah. when you're treating a patient it you have that give and take you want to be able to treat them in a way that they can respond if they want to so yeah. you, you can kind of give a countdown to what you're doing so that they know when to flinch or when to scream mm -hmm. or you can do sound effects at the right time to give them the idea of the immersion oh, there's, there's a wonderful trick you can do 
uh, involving a plastic shot glass. Okay. And a dislocated limb. So if someone's got oh, like, a dislocated shoulder or something like that, um, or the hip, what you do is you, you, you palm the um, plastic shot glass. This works best if they're wearing something like chain mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you palm it, you don't let anyone there see, and you, you'll get ready to pop it back in. And then as you pop it back in, you, you crunch. Oh my God, that's amazing. The, that's amazing. The shot glass, either in the hand that's pushing or in your other hand. And then that's they'll great. hear the crunch. And I mean, it can make them jump if they're not aware it's going to happen, or it just feels so much more kind of immersive. Wow. Oh you know, actually, my physics game actually weirdly has turned into a strange kind of like, um, like often because my, my kit is kind of semi quite limited at points mm -hmm. sometimes. So like my, my, my physics game often does kind of devolve into like, I'm going to pop limbs back and, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And kind of, you know, almost like a kind of a weird kind of battlefield masseuse. It's kind of very strange. <laughs> but yeah. in fact, um, someone like, once asked you whether you were yes. giving someone a genuine massage, right? <laughs> like you were an actual chiropractor. Someone didn't know whether you were yeah. peeing, right? But yeah. like <laughs> the idea of having a shot glass and using that like that, because I've just made sort of sounds of my, you know, with my mouth before, <laughs> essentially represent the popping back of limbs. That sounds amazing. Dude, That's like, actually, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to have to get me some of those. This is... That's amazing especially doing like the intros and outros the idea of using sound effects to heighten what you're mm. doing like you could get rocks in like a, a shaker or something and do something with that there's oh there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do and if you're set up at the hospital then there's lots of space mm. for you to do that like you could have your props tucked away and bring them out at the right time so in a way it's i mean you can do that on the battlefield as well but it's a lot easier yeah, to do it harder. when you're kind of set up and ready to go in a tent yeah I, in fact one of the i mean i one of the traumatic wounds I had, like having the person sort of open up one of those kind of, it was one of those multi-tiered kind of cases that sort of splays out and all of the implements were there. And I, yeah. I, I was just, I, I, I broke up. It was, I just, and I just said, that's amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I couldn't help myself. I was just like, I, I'm, I'm completely nerding out about how awesome that is. Like, <laughs> thank you so much. It's just like, oh man, it's, the fact that you don't actually need a lot of props to make an experience uh, mm. amazing but of course everything helps like having the bandages and having all those little things are awesome as well so what i think is that there's, there's some bits one thing that's really nice is the additive nature of the kit like you can start mm -hmm. out with something really really simple and gradually build it up and up and up until you're the person with the case that opens out or yes. the suitcase that has things or the enormous bag but i mean i've, I've actually because i grabbed it whereas i've got my tool roll here which I know you can't see because it's a podcast, but you can see. Yeah, um, it looks amazing. So on the it's kind of leather on one side, yeah, which so it can go on the ground and not get too muddy for on the battlefield. And yeah, then I like a the bandolier side, that I wear. Has like a whole load of tools. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, but some of these tools are things like a pack of Poundland tweezers, mm -hmm. or an upholstery needle, or so I've got a, a lovely sort of, it looks like a wickedly curved needle. Yeah. Um, it's about the size of my thumb. Yeah. Um, but that's what... It's perfect. 50p, but... 50p from, an, from a haberdashery or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's things like a pair of nail scissors or a hand mirror or... I have got a couple of, like, dentist-style tools. And I think, like, yeah, there are it, shops it... on the entire field that will sell something like that for a quid. Yeah. And you don't need the whole set or the whole roll. You can yeah. if you want buy that kind of thing. But it's the sort of thing where you can build up one or two little props a bit at a time yeah um until suddenly you realize that you've acquired a jar of leeches <laughs> and 
several esoteric bits and bobs and it's it's often with uh, props it's the implication of the prop more than anything else so for example the the flash of the steel uh, that you're about to draw to, you know to draw your kind of larp wound with uh, you know to incision with is it, it, that sells it right it doesn't need yeah. to be an actual medical grade implement oh, or anything like that oh, like, literally oh, just having i mean you could almost just have like a strip of metal right i mean the, the, if you're an intense uh, RP, which often the, the 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 physic experience is, um, you you can actually sell it with with minimal and cheap kit, as you say. And I, I would say, you know, at, not at bare minimum, because at bare minimum you can just you know do it with with your hands. Yeah. Um, but if you want something, then a sewing needle, yeah. just a simple sewing needle, uh, in a fold of fabric so you don't lose it. Is mm -hmm. going to take you quite a long way. Perhaps pair that with a pair of nail scissors or something that could conceivably be a scalpel mm -hmm. if you squint at it. Yeah, uh, and you're good to go. I mean, because you're going to be you're going to kind of be waving it around in your hands, and it's going to be pinched in your hands in such a way, uh, exactly. and you're going to be making the motions of a scalpel, where really all you'll actually see. Uh, I mean, you could almost do it with a fountain pen, to be honest with you, yeah. or something like that, as yeah, sufficiently yeah. sort of gauged, right? It's it, 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 it sells the idea and 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 that's the important thing and i think i've kind of touched on this in a couple of other podcasts and, and and used a phrase that i like to use which is the generosity of people with their rp people are willing to go places with you often and and you can ex to, to go those places with them where you can kind of have this kind of give and take of like cues uh and so that's, that's this that's idea that people will Sorry, Dave, but so the the idea that people will respond to something that you set up, so you say, "I'm going to make an incision now," yeah. and then that and gives then them the opportunity to yeah. you know make the the scream, and also to present you with problems, like maybe it doesn't go swimmingly, right? And mm -hmm. there, there's always the option to be like, "Oh no, you know, like oh something's gone wrong, perhaps." Like in a sense, you can actually play it off in different ways. Maybe we should talk about what 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 a good patient is, right? Like. And, and I think you're right in saying it's a two-way street, right? Like, a, a, a physics Always. there to, to heal players as a mechanic in the game, right? But they're also there for RP as well, right? So you just standing there mutely waiting for your timer to run out is... It, it's not great for anyone involved, you know? Like, um, especially, like I said before, when usually it's come off an intense action on the battlefield, maybe, and you're tired, that's, like... So I understand sometimes when you're a little low energy, but still, like, giving something back is always worthwhile for someone giving up their time to heal you, you know? So I think one of the, the... The first meeting that you have with a patient, one of the best things that they can do is when you say, so what's wrong, is to give um, an instruction of, oh, I, I got hit in the head, or, oh, got stabbed, or something like that, because an injury that would be blindingly obvious were it real life, is obviously not blindingly obvious when you're just pretending it's happened. So the fact that someone's leg isn't working or they have a massive wound to the head or have been shot with an arrow, you obviously can't see yep. those wounds. You can't assess, but you're trying to be a competent medic who can assess. So you need that kind of give and take. And that can be out of character. Oh, I got hit this, I got hit like this and all this happened. Or it can be more in character, such as, oh, I didn't see it properly, but I got hit in the head. And then that yeah. lets you know that you've got a head wound to deal with. It also means that when they hand over the traumatic card, 
you know, that's the bit you should be looking at and searching for for them to give you the card. Yeah. Um, just those little clues, like, and, and, and to have them you kind of respond to what you're doing is really good as well. So we've talked about kind of the countdown clues, or I'm going to make the incision now, and the describing what you're going to do. Um, any little bit of interaction that you get back from that is good. So it could be, no, no, don't, or, ah, oh, you know, can you take the armour off, or um, yeah. can you make sure the scar's neat, or... <laughs> yeah. um, don't yeah. make it too neat. I've got something to show off about. Yeah, go or... on. I want the biggest scar possible, please. There's also like there's that whole element of um, and and you brought this up earlier, Dave. You guys carried me into the um, uh, the hospital once, and there's the idea of those hangers-on that are around, and you get that moment, which happens in real life, of course, where busy people around are actually <laughs> kind of in the out. way, and it gives <laughs> yeah. and they kick you out, which is the right thing to do. Right. And it's like, but everyone's obviously cares, right? Because there's an intense moment of RP, but this, this person who, you know, no, it was really fun about could die because what it was, it was a really intense, like, no, we want to see if he's all right. And this woman's like, just really direct with us about getting out yeah. and all this stuff. And it was just like, even a few seconds of hesitation created like this drama that was like, we, we, we weren't going to wait. It was just fun to be like, oh, well, yeah. you know, I want to make sure he's all right. And just be that rowdy chaos within the scene, you know? But that's also fun as well. Like to have yeah. to, to, someone who's dealing with the, the hangers on. And again, that the way you deal with people who are hanging around, the, you know, the friends and family. Are also, is also very different depending on whether it's a skirmish and you've only got one or two people in the tent or whether you've got, um, you know, dozens. Like, if you've got dozens, you need the space. Yeah. Um, if you've only got one or two, then maybe you'll be a bit more generous and say, okay, we'll just wait over there or mm. you'll get them involved. If there aren't many physics around, you might be like, right, you're his mate. You hold him down and make sure he yeah. doesn't move while I do this. Or you keep him awake. Or you, you tell me what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you've got a physic who's coming in for the battlefield with a patient, even if that physic isn't going to be the one doing all the surgery, you might be like, right, well, you were on the field. You tell me what's happened. You give me their case. You give yeah. me their medical history, effectively. And that's um, really cool because you get that moment, which is kind of almost like passing the notes on as a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and a lot of these things, they, it can... Um, you know, it's all obviously, uh, you know, make believe, and you're kind of like, you know, you're, you're rolling in in a in a kind of a, a very free flow way. But you can kind of, you know, everyone's watched enough TV shows and has, you know, probably had a trip to the hospital maybe once or twice or whatever, and has been to a doctor's surgery, right? You can kind of you can kind of guesstimate your way around, and it's surprisingly easy to do the hospital drama in a way which is actually really good fun for everybody, and everybody can just have a, a really good fun playing with the experience of doing all of the roles that are involved in that. The different personalities. Sort of I imagine, yeah, like incredible. the different personalities in the hospital must be fascinating, right? The different approaches to medicine mm. and oh, uh, how they interact with each other must be. It's, yeah. oh, it's such a family as well, because people get to know each other and you do feel that camaraderie of, you know, we're all, you know, we're all healers. We're all getting stuck into this. This is our hospital. Um, even if, I mean, and the same way that you have a family, it, the family don't always all get on. Yeah. You always have weirdnesses and quirks, and everyone just kind of rolls with it. It's really nice. How does the leadership inside the hospital get arranged? Are they voted positions? Okay. So we have a non-exec. Uh, we actually have five non-executive positions at the moment. So we've got the bursar, the so that's myself. We've got the chancellor, and we've got the librarian. 
And none of those three are the original three. The original three have either retired or died on the battlefield. Okay. So that's three new people. Although um, myself and the librarian have been around since the start. And then we've got a couple of other kind of financial positions who deal with like sodalities and triage as well, I think. Um, is it sodality? No, it's the um, the other one. The one that, that's ministries, that's it, I think. Mm, okay. But those positions try not to make decisions about what the hospital does in character. Like we're, first is responsible for looking after the money and buying the herbs, but takes instruction from what we call the board. Uh, the chancellor is like the head of the hospital, but again, isn't a voting member of the board. The librarian looks after organising the memorandum between sessions or organising lectures, but doesn't have a vote on the board. Um, and that's to give us the kind of the outer character position within the hospital that lets us actually do the outer character running, like storing all the stuff, yeah. uh, keeping the lights running, uh, putting up the tent and organising the tent being put up and taken down, um, looking after the set dressing, um, providing like yeah, it's a full kettle. On, right? and it's a, it's, it's yeah, a big it's operation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it's not a reward per se, but it is kind of a bit of a it reason why we do it uh, yeah you'd have like a yeah. yeah you'd have like a, a logistical understanding of just simply what it is yeah. to, to keep the structure and the mechanics of it all running so i think it actually makes sense just purely on that on that sort of level as well but then we have a board which is a member from each nation and basically each nation can choose how they select someone to be a board rep like it that was it was always part of the hospital ethos that it should be kind of open to anyone who wants to be a member, wants to take mm. part, wants to get involved. Um, it should be a fairly, what's it, egalitarian style of, mm. of organisation. Yeah. So each nation decides how its rep is elected. And, and sometimes that's as informal as one person wants the job and goes around all the other physics in their nation as far as they can find them and goes, I want this. Does anybody object? Certainly at the start, I, I kind of got roped into being the league rep. So I'm in the league and I was the first league rep. And that was because I was in the right place at the right time when the first meeting was going and I was keen. Mm. And after that, I went around and made sure no one objected. And then someone else took over a couple of years later when I became Bursa. Mm. Um, I think in Wintermark, there's a far more kind of formal election. Yeah. Um, Dawn have their own way of doing it, like their own kind of challenge system that they've <laughs> kind of adopted. Um, oh, it sounds so, ex sounds exhausting being in Dawn, right? Everything's got to have challenges well, and things. To have, it's like, oh my god! Oh, but it, it, can, it can be all sorts of challenges. It doesn't That's have to great. be a physical. It's great. No, I'm, I'm only jesting. Please but don't hate me, Dawn. Each, <laughs> basically, uh, the, the the exec or the non-exec don't really mind how the non the executive get chosen how those 10 people get chosen we we don't mind then it, it should be down to them to make the decisions as to what the hospital is going to do in the long term and mm. any big changes that are made so quite often the way it goes is that we'll quite often come up with ideas but we we don't just act on any ideas that we do we have to kind of present them to the board and the board will come up with their own ideas and say well we think this would be a cool thing to do does someone want to go and do it or we've been approached with this opportunity, what do people think? Yeah. Um, so that's how we, we kind of, it, it's an interesting line to tread, because as you say, it's such a big institution and people don't really 
realize necessarily initially that it's player run. Yeah. Um, that we do want to kind of tread that line of being fairly fair and open as much as we can and to give people the opportunity to do things. No, that I they think want it works really well. And, and I think um, like there's the way that different nations think about or, or different individuals think about healing, you know, for example, should a, a healer be paid for their service? Yes. For example, it's a really yeah. like, and, and there are no wrong answers to any of these things. And I think that's the wonderful thing about the physic game is that, you know, I mean, I, I basically just give everything away for free pretty much all oh. the time when I'm, I'm a physic, but other people would look at that and say, well, that's daft. What you're actually doing is then in the long term limiting the pe number of people you can heal in the future because you won't have the resources to do so. Uh, and there's so many different approaches. And I think that the, the oh, so hospital has always seemed very welcoming to all of that. So it's, it's a really fascinating area. And I think it's one because we've got people from all the nations. It's mm. one that we get like nice discussions about quite frequently. So Brass Coast, for example, where everything is paid for. You know, everything has a price. Everything should be paid for. Um, we actually, I think, have a specific contract with the Brass Coast, like with their egregore, um, that takes account for the fact that physics seem to be working for free at the hospital. Right. Whereas there is a contract that basically covers them working at the hospital if that's what they want to do without being yeah. paid in coin, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people look at the prosperity argument of, well, there are soldiers out there paying with their blood. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've paid, just not in yeah. coin. It's, yeah. it's the prosperous thing to do. And so there is kind of like a foremost contract agreeing that. Um, There's so many can't good work at the hospital. I love yeah, that. I, mean, I love huge. that. And then that's just the way that we've, that whoever, we've done it. Really whoever, whoever first came up with that, sitting around a campfire, listening to the debate and just went, the soldiers already paid for it with their blood. And then they mm -hmm. they said it out loud and then the whole group went, wow, that's good. That's really good. They paid for it in blood. That's that's proper game stuff as well. Like it's it's virtuous. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, that's hard to argue against. Absolutely fantastic way to, to make a point. But I mean, there's lots of ways of interpreting prosperity, which is really interesting. The whole way is, is constantly a whatever you want it to be like i could even now with my limited understanding like i'd love to get into a throwdown with a priest on just the smallest nickety point and just argue the opposite of the fact the whole way through on what seemingly could be an innocuous point i mean jesus terrifying sorry oh, my Eddie. friend you should talk to someone in the synod next <laughs> this sorry you were gonna say ellie oh, sorry yeah uh, so i think about what so members of the hospital being a member of the hospital is not a prerequisite to working at the hospital so if, if what you want to do is to rock up and um, stand next to a bench and do the whole being mentored by someone or getting mm. to know the rest of the, the crew or helping out with skirmishes and everything like that, that's we don't ask for anything for that. Nothing at all. Like you can just rock up for free and start helping out at the hospital. That's fine. What the membership gives you is access to like additional perks that come out sort of peripheral to the main healing game. So it's things like um, access to our herb swap, our herb bank. So the hospital tries to maintain quite a generous herb stash, um, which we hand out to physics at the start of every battle. So we try and provide like a stack of herbs yeah. um, to every nation 
at the start going out. So it's, it's never going to provide enough for, for everyone, but it means that hopefully no one has nothing. Yeah, uh, it's really good. And herbs uh, are a lot more useful out in the field than they are in the hospital. Not, yeah. I mean, the hospital still needs some, but it doesn't need as much as we tend to accumulate. So we try and give them out. Um, so, but what that means is if you're an alchemist or if you're um, needing specific herbs for specific things, if you're a member of the hospital, you can come to me as Bursa and say, I've got two rose wheels and I need a vervain and a maz, yeah. uh, which are two of the herbs. Can I swap one for one? And if you're a member of the hospital, then we'll just say, yes, that's fine. As long as we're not desperately short on anything, sure. yeah. then we'll just do the swaps. Um, it also gives you access to things like free access to our lectures and um, things like that and reduced prices, I think, on our memorandums and, and like small little things that make you feel part of a group yeah. rather than being core to the healing game. So we don't yeah. try and cut anyone out of the healing game by virtue of not having any membership. If it that makes expands sense. the healing game, if anything else, because it gives that idea of um, not scholarships, maybe the wrong term, but this idea of. Uh, well, I think scholarship is entirely the right term because if you look at the Anvil Hospital, we're not just the Anvil Hospital; we're the Anvil Hospital and Imperial School of Medicine. Yeah, that's true. That, that, yeah. But, so yeah, there I, is a very kind of idea that you know medicine is something that you have to learn, that you have to work at it, that there are scholarly discussions to be had, that there's knowledge to be shared. I think that's the aspect that we tend to tie into our membership more than the healing aspect, which is something that we want everyone yeah. to be able to just have a go at. Being able to go to the hospital and donate one of my um, books was really fun uh I'd, I'd put together this kind of um herbalist kind of thing and i have no idea what actually happened to it i just kind of walked in and i was really nervous about my rp actually because it's, it's super embarrassing kind of walking in kind of giving oh hi i've made this book it's all about all the herbs and stuff um but like i handed it over and i given one to the library and one to the hospital basically uh and i bet our librarians got it yeah I, I have no idea but it, it, it's 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 the alchemist at ease by talis ashbourne but um uh, stop promoting it Ian. it's embarrassing hey, it is embarrassing, this is actually. This an ad-free no, podcast, Ian. You're out here shilling your book. <laughs> I'm shilling my wares. But my point is that it's actually like, it, it was super cool in a sense because it felt, it felt important to my character at the time, right? That that of, of course a copy should go to the hospital, you know, like it, it like t giving one to the library is is one thing, but actually almost the more important place to go and present it was the hospital because it was one of the first places I went as a character, mm. one of the first places to uh, welcome me in as as a player, as a LARPer, really, and, and sort of give me any RP experience and to be able to say, oh, you know, this is something that I've kind of clubbed together and sort of built over time. And my, my character is now mm. uh, an alchemist and has more experience. And uh, I'm... I'm I put, often I think maybe people get the wrong impression. I think maybe I'm I'm way better than I am, which I'm not. But like, what I mean is, it's like for me, for for Talis, he's kind of like you know he feels like he's kind of uh, reached that point. And I play him like he has, and so it's cool to sort of be able to turn up and say, "Oh, here's this thing I put together." You know, yeah. it's really cool. It was it was a really cool moment for 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 me, and I think the hospital has that in spades. That it is this kind of hub of, it, as you say, like scholarly kind of medicine. I think one of the really interesting things is when we start gathering like memorandum articles or papers people have written or get lectures done. So pa people write papers on on like in character events. So if the Valorn 
are becoming more of a problem then people mm. will get like navari who, who write papers on how do you treat the law and how do you avoid getting infected by the law and how do you treat green lung you know and that will be based off in character knowledge and things they've picked up in play or you know we'll have i think we've got a a paper on the new druge great poisons that have come out yeah. so when they came out they were terrifyingly scary um and they still are to an extent yeah. they're, they're lethal what, what, and we could you, didn't at the time have any cures what, so what are they like what sort of things so have you heard of the great poisons which are the ones that they are they're about 15 herbs to make so they're ridiculously expensive no i haven't um, heard about the great poisons <laughs> jesus christ they, <laughs> they last for about 15 minutes so once you've made them they have 15 minutes of activity okay and in that time you have to get someone to drink them so like trick them into drinking it, oh or it or okay whatever. but they are they are poisons that will kill you within half an hour yeah and there are cures and the cures themselves take about 10 herbs um, and you have to know how to make them yeah in order to make the cures and again the cure has to be administered within half an hour of you taking the poison otherwise your character will die and all of this is um, fairly recent knowledge and to, to uh, so, so there are imperial there are imperial poisons and they've been in there from game start yeah. now there are druge versions of them um i'm not going to give away any details because a i can't remember them and b yeah, yeah. I don't no you don't want to this is it. information you don't want to like make very publicly available this is definitely not like as, well, yes, as liberal as i am we should suppress this immediately people should well, not it was know interesting though, this is an interesting point because when i was putting my book together I had to sort of think, oh, would Talis actually, you know, because I kind of was playing it like I was walking around talking to different people and getting their opinions. And it was the whole thing's kind of sort of slightly written on a like, oh, you know, I heard this from so-and-so and this is like their kind of what I've managed to piece together. Um, but like the idea, I've got a little bit about the poisons, about whether or not, you know, my kind of justification for including them in the book. And it's yeah. kind of like... It, it is an interesting thing like is this knowledge that should exist like it, and it's kind of like people need to know so they know what to look out for and how to potentially heal mm. it and, and of course the other interesting things is and this is a very good game design i think the cures for the these things are in the same tree as the poisons yes. themselves yeah. so you have to know so how to make the poison to know how to heal the poison so both the that the people most likely to poison you are the same people who are likely to heal you potentially Amazing. That's a really so, I mean, it's an interesting point that we were at the very start of the game we you know the the militia were like well we want a list of people who, who make the poisons <laughs> and and we're thinking well actually no because there's, there's a, quite a lot of people who do make the poisons because they they've learned how to make them because they want to know how to make the cures yes and and, the, yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to give the militia a miss you know anyone who's going to put their name on that list yeah. is probably not someone going to do the poisoning if someone gets murdered then you're on the list and you're immediately a suspect like even though anyway. like probably the people who are going to make the poisons are not going to be the people who are going to sign I... up such a thing fantastic so so that was kind of a bit of pushback there we have a, a like a big book of medicine that that we publish i think on our third edition now as rules are updated and things and it's basically all the rules in a nice in character format for all the potions all the traumatic wounds, everything, everything we've got, we've kind of put it in there. Um, but on that, although the poisons are in there, the recipes are not. Mm. So we'll be like, there's this poison. These are the symptoms. This is what you've got to look out for. Here is the cure and here's how you make the cure. You know, here's a list of all the ingredients you need, but we don't list the ingredients of the poisons. 
I did see, and uh, yeah, that, that would have been a smarter way of doing it. No, but there you go. Ian, I've got I, got I, Ian I love it. Ian, uh, it's it's brilliant. For that now. <laughs> there is something to be said for you know if you see someone you know with all these herbs, is that a suspicious thing if they've suddenly got them all in a packet or are yeah. looking to, no, to do it, things? You know, it's yeah, an interesting, cool thing. interesting thing. Well, I know, I think that's the I know cool someone. About... I know someone with loads of herbs. He keeps them in a big stash. He does. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like my stash is yeah. It, it's oh. it, it's not a, a surefire way of doing it. It started but, um, off so feel good and like love for physics and people, but now I'm like, no, you should you should fear them. You should definitely fear them. There's, yeah. I mean, it's. It, I think that's the cool thing is, and this is true, of course, of many many other aspects of the game is that there's so many different counterpoints and different ways of taking the. The, the healer game, the alchemist game, all these different things. And you, and you can play it off and justify your decisions in different ways. And none of those decisions are wrong, right? Yeah, you, know, it, like you, you know, the idea that, as you say, you you know, to, to learn how to heal the poisons, you have to know how to essentially the same uh, way of, of learning how to make the poisons. And should you be on a list? That's an interesting question. Should you be on a list? And the idea that that as a conversation exists in the game, right? The, the idea that that isn't something that is like a banned conversation, right? The idea mm. that this is actually exactly. something like maybe it's interesting if we were on a list because we knew how to make poisons, right? That that would be an interesting part of the game. I'm pleased we're not, but <laughs> like, say if that was a thing, you know, that's it's it's kind of cool. Well, it's, 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 a, it's super a, cool. It's a question of oversight, right? Like yeah. uh, as boring as this conversation probably sounds to some people, but like. These are like really interesting questions about like the hospital is an institution, right? Like it's recognized as a, it's it's a thing, right? Like it's um it's beyond an idea. It now exists in it, people's it, minds, right? So, but importantly, it doesn't really have any authority over anybody. Mm. So we can't. We have no authority over what a physic does. Like we are not in charge of physics. We are a group of physics who have a hierarchy. Yeah. In that we have people who help direct what the hospital is going to do. We have people who help make decisions about what the hospital does. But there is no law whatsoever in imperial law that says and other physics must abide by the hospital's decisions. Yeah. So we and we can say as as much as we like there should be a list or there shouldn't be a list. And people may listen to us because they respect us, but they don't have to do anything we say. Yeah, it's. A, I, I think that, that's one of the really interesting things about us being like a player thing. Is it's not like the synod or the senate, where if um, the chair of the senate um, says, you know, you're out of order, get out. That's a civil servant telling you something. That's that, that's a game rules thing. Even if it's got like an in character hat, there are, you know, mechanics behind that which are the game's laws, effectively, mm -hmm. or you know, the in character laws. Yes, you can break in character laws but then there might be in character consequences. Exactly. The hospital does, doesn't have that authority because it's not, although it's an imperial institution, it's not one with like civil service backing. Even so, even as a patient, there's you are under no obligation to get treated at the yeah. hospital, right? Oh, goodness. No. Um, yeah. I think I, I think am I we making, try and remind people. I'm, I'm making, that, I'm making that, a terribly capitalist argument there, but you don't have to pay for it for one but you know well you should go there because the only option but effectively you could do everything the hospital does in your own group effectively oh, yeah, right like yeah. so it's not like and, you're and people under do any just decide that i'm going to go to my home physic or my physics taking me back to my camp and they're going to treat me there and we have to sometimes remind 
people who are new to the hospital and and to be fair remind ourselves we've been there for years if people want to walk on past that's their prerogative you can't stop them and you shouldn't stop them mm. if they want to just walk on you can make a bit of role playing out of it you can say oh no like you're injured you should come in yeah they really want to go back and get treated somewhere else i've seen people walk away with they should do that. having been warned and yeah. being yeah. made very clear with the card that something bad is going to happen to you yeah yeah and but, I, I mean I, maybe they have got a physic in their camp who's ready and waiting yeah and and it's opportunity to have uh, and, and and being the physic of our kind of group it's that there is that whole game that you can engage with uh the idea that you can be sitting around your campfire and somebody can come up to you so there's this injury that i have uh, i mean we had a, a situation at the beginning of was it last event or the event before yeah. it doesn't really matter but everybody turned up and a certain proportion of people were injured because they'd been in a battle and they were carrying these kind of uh, wounds from this previous thing i'm sure they could have gone to the hospital but i'm the the striving's yeah. physic right it's 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 i would heal them right it may it would it makes sense yeah also so, I, think there's I, see, I see that with like members of my family as well if they because of the way they role play quite yeah. often they will hide it mm. and they will they will say well no i'm not seriously injured so i'm just going to not clog up the hospital i'm going to go back to my camp or you know i need to get this armor off or whatever so I'm not the only physic in the family either. So the physics in my family do tend to track down members of our family mm. after the battle just to make sure that there's no lingering wounds. And that's quite an interesting bit of RP as well. And sometimes it's because they're being all gruff about it and they're like, no, no, I'm yeah. fine, I'm fine. It's like, are you really fine, poke? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, look, you weren't. <laughs> but sometimes it's because the, the effect on their card is one that isn't instantly um, mm -hmm. noticeable. Uh, so I've got a friend who um, did... Oh, had a wonderful thing where she had she uh, her character had a like a perforated gut and that's something that wouldn't show up until um like an hour or so later so she just didn't tell anybody until an hour or two later when she had a drink and then sort of fell over screaming mm. and it's the having the the not the patience isn't quite the right word but it's a lovely way of approaching the more subtle traumatic wounds is to go is to clock actually you know this wouldn't be obvious i'm going to sit on this yeah, and roleplay it. I'm, I'm too excitable for that. I'll probably just be like, "Oh my god, I've got a traumatic wound!" Let me. Oh yeah, and, and, <laughs> and that's fine too because they can be presented in lots of ways. But yeah. you do get people who do this and, and get back to their camps and then don't go up to the hospital, and and that's really cool too. Mm. Like there is there is plenty to go around in yeah. terms of our. And everything, and as this is of course expands out into to all that, but there's 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 so many choices that you can make as a player. Uh, I, I heard, I don't know if this is true, uh, that somebody was injured uh, and was taking minutes or something at the uh, Senate or something like this, and didn't get treated and essentially died at the Senate because they were too Gosh. stoic to actually, you know, say that they had yeah. been injured and they were sort of taking minutes for some higher up person and just literally killed over and died. <laughs> and it's just like the idea that that would be like but that's a choice right as a player that's a choice and and I, uh, a completely legitimate and really interesting one right uh, i mean the fact <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about it as an idea as a prospect that you could choose not to get healed you know if maybe you, you, you for some whatever the reason is you know your loyalty whatever that thing is you're like no my i it's very important that i sit here and i take the minutes and i continue doing I my mean, duty without complaint under an anointing or some kind of magical Anything. effect that makes you ignore that kind of physical thing it, yeah i mean i did have, have there were situations where you're like looking for differences in behavior 
like various curses or mm. magical curses traumatic wounds where oh yeah i mean because sometimes they can be healed physically and sometimes you're like i know there's something wrong with you i know that you're seeing dead people in the corners of your eyes so I know that's not right and you've just called me by my dead cousin's name so you need to sit down um and sometimes you can look at it and go okay this is something i can actually fix mm. with a herb or something like that and sometimes you're like no i need an exorcist at which point you have to hope that someone can track down an exorcist for you and so you do find that people are members of the hospital who aren't physics at all yeah, I was not even say healers, but Ian... are exorcists or mages who can do specific rituals that are very useful for yeah. other aspects. We have got to find an exorcist to have on an episode. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I, I I know some people actually, but we'll you know some check. people. I know some people. I'll check. But um, how do you know like, people? Like I don't know anyone. We're going for exactly the same people. amount of uh, like events. I should know people. <laughs> I don't know one anyway. exorcist, <laughs> but um, it like how does how does I mean are there kind of crossover things as well where it's you're both injured in need of a physic and you're cursed and oh, you goodness kind of yes. be tended by both simultaneously? Yeah. I mean because so really... usually that will that will then be down to triage where mm. you work out which one's the more lethal one and you stabilize whichever one you can first. Sure. I, I mean, it's also really interesting when you go into battles or you have people going into battles where you know that there are going to be certain curses coming yeah. at you. The black and so you have like that, yeah. Yeah. So you have the exorcists ready and waiting in advance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was one. Oh my I was god! I love it so much. I think much. it was the black. I think it was the black plateau, where yeah, we knew that lots of people were going to be coming back needing a specific curse removal. Yeah. Um, and there weren't a huge number of people who could do this, and it cost like four mana to do it. Yeah. And we yeah. were fairly sure about half the battlefield were going to be coming back with this. Like, yeah. it was going to be big. And we, we worked out, well, I say we, it wasn't me, it was cleverer people than, than me. <laughs> worked out, actually, there's a different spell you could do that lets you bounce a spell from one person to another. And that only cost two mana. I did but there this. were fewer people who... I've done this too, yeah. We did this! This exact this. thing! Yeah, sorry, Ellie. Yeah. So, we had everybody come back to the battle, and we had some people who could do the initial we're going to cure you of this thing, and then we'd keep the person there, while the next person did the whole, right, and now I'm going to use the two mana to bounce this onto the next person to cure them. Now that you're cured, you can go. Now you're going to stay here until you're cured, and we're going to bounce it onto the next person. It was, I had an amazing dramaturg to do this. awesome, wasn't it? I, I, had, a really, was I had a really good yeah. guy who was like... He, I, he had a cue that was... like It was so long, but he brought that heat. And it was just like, I walked in there and was just like, give it, like just really going for it. And then when he mm. pinged me with the thing, I was like, oh, what's going what's go? And I carried on going, like, RPing, like, the whole confused about what's going on, having just been cured of this curse. And then and, pinged out and, and he just said, all right, mate, like... off you go. And I'm like, oh, all right then. And then I left the room. It was brilliant. Yeah, really fun. And then although you've maybe only got, like, really had it was a small handful of people who could do this. So everyone else is going, well, we've dealt with all the injured people, but we've still got all these cursed people. <laughs> and they're all playing up, or they're all angry, or they're all sad or yeah we're gonna have to look after them yeah it's a lot them, right and keep them in order and deal with all the management of like just people yeah uh, while these amazing majors just bounce these things onto the other people oh my gosh they were exhausted at the end because they've been basically yeah. and doing rituals non-stop for half an hour 
45 minutes trying to cure everybody it it worked and they did it but oh my god it's amazing yeah that's cool in terms of organization with the um hospital uh, your links with other groups like say the exorcists or yeah, like how do you know majors how also, do you know how do you do know you... that shit's gonna go south basically like i love i love that vision of like all the troops like getting ready to go to battle really confident while just behind the tent is a whole bunch of like physics and like new people there specialists in whatever horrible things i mean like it's a cool scene I mean, right like um how do it you... all kind of plays into i mean what we have to do is we have to work with the generals and we have to work with military scouts and things like that. And so when the, the generals are working out which battles they're going to go for, what opportunities they're going to go for, they also have the opportunity to you know scry on the area or get more mm. information about the, the Imperial Exorcist or Imperial Majors or the, the, um, like the Grand Masters of the various orders might well be able to do things or have access to information that might tell them what's going to go on or what kinds of creatures they're going to be seeing on the battlefield we might be it might be the case of oh they're going against Jotun Jotun mm. are really heavy hitters but they don't tend to curse people and they don't tend to use poisons yeah. so we're going to be expecting lots of traumatics or it might be oh we're going against the Druge all right we need to send people out with blade root because we know there's going to be lots of poisons yeah. <laughs> or Thule okay magical curses so you, you kind of start learning your enemy and you start scrying and going, well, okay, this is on the Black Plateau, so we know that this is going to happen. And we know this is how we can protect troops, but we might not be able to protect everybody in time. It's trying to get the message out that everyone needs a particular anointing before you go on. Yeah. Might happen from like the, the Friday night to the Saturday morning. I think that's a really, we've had quite a few where we've had to, you know, there have been skirmishes and you start to see that the, the complexities of getting the information chain to, the group of people who are turning up for the skirmish, mm. for example, that they need to be anointed. And the idea that that's something yeah. that has a process involved uh, and you need to have the people there. And, and, you know, do you have the manner or do you have uh, the money or whatever it is to pay for these various things? And it's it's a challenge. There's a logistical challenge to all of this. Mm. And um... Someone started taking notes up at the hospital, actually. We, we talked to the scout, the war scout who's based themselves up there. But we also talked to... Um, like people who are queuing up to go out skirmishes going, where are you going? Who mm. are you fighting? How many people are going and how long's your window? Yeah. Because uh, we want to know what we're expecting back. When you first yeah. start, like when I when we first started, we were like little lemmings, weren't we? We would just sign up yeah. for any scope. We don't what do you mean? Like, I don't know what why are we here? Like you're saying that as you're going mm. through the gate, right? Which is just such a wonderful I I, I love that like when you're new to Anvil and just all of that, right? But um, and then finding out it's something truly awful the other side, right? Mm -hmm. Like amazing. But um, yeah, I think nowadays I'm a lot more savvy on, like, if you're telling me it's ten o'clock and you're gonna go out there and there's some wraiths out there, I'm like, I'm good. I'm gonna go and hit the bar. <laughs> Stay here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys have a great time. Um, I might see you if you come back. So you know. So I, th I think that's that's an interesting thing that, that we just we, we've started recently being just so fed up of people not knowing where they're going that we're like okay well we're going to find the information out mm. from some people and hopefully you'll you'll find out where you're going it's not our responsibility but we want to be prepared when you come back and the timing is a really interesting one because obviously there's slots when the gate is open or can be opened um for people to go through on various quests 
you know, skirmishes, battles. Yeah. But then there's a closing time as well. And if the gate closes while you're on the other side, it's not that you'll get stuck necessarily, but the gate is kind of misaligned, I like to think of it as. I mean, I have mm -hmm. no idea if that's like how it works, but sure. you can get magical shock. So you can get magical traumatic injuries through coming through a gate that's already closed or okay, is closing. Um, cool which means idea. if we know that a skirmish is meant to be out for half an hour, at the half hour mark, we'll be looking at our watches and going, they're not back yet. Mm. Hopefully they're not all dead, but we might be <laughs> dealing with some magical traumatics. Yeah. And there was one amazing incident. I think it was with some Wintermark and some Navari. Maybe some Vorishkins as well. Must have been an 80-person skirmish. Absolutely massive. They had about 40 minutes. They all went out. And we got to like the 40-minute mark. And they weren't back. And they weren't back. And they weren't back. And then they came through. And they all came through. And they all came through with gate shock. Which meant that every single one had some kind of traumatic injury That's amazing. that was related to kind of magical traumatic injury. Some of them were quite simple to cure. It was things like, yeah. I say simple, like they weren't time dependent and all they mm. needed was five different denomination coins pressed at various points on their skin, which is reasonably simple. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, Hilarious. But it's not, great, not time. Right? Or it's things like you need a green iron needle. And you're like, has anyone got green iron? We're going to have to go and get green iron. Or it's things like five people have had their souls kind of shifted around and merged. <laughs> so to cure them, and you had this one had a time limit, you had to find everyone who had this card That's out of the 80 people, That's get them all together, link them all together with like chains and needles, and then kind of shift their souls back. Uh, it's so I and you didn't oh have, my you god I love that. I don't want to be a part of this. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's I mean, so bravo, good, bravo. That is amazing. It was it was amazing to work with, and because that was a skirmish, an evening skirmish, our um, the hospital was not as fully manned as it would have been because we weren't expecting 80 people with gate shock because we weren't expecting them all to be late. So we had a handful of people, and people came running when we started calling for help. Being on duty at that time, just having all these people come through, it was an incredible experience. One of the best things about, I say one of the best things, that was an amazing experience in and of itself, but we had a chap and his two daughters um, up helping out at the time. Yeah. And so there are these kids who at the time must have been, what, eight, eight or nine? <laughs> and suddenly there were all these patients around and they did such an amazing job of getting stuck in and helping out. And they like they were assisting their dad, and they were assisting me, and they were kind of helping out. And every now and then, they there'd be like an unusual thing that was needed, and so we'd have to pass the equipment around to whoever needed it, and they'd be ferrying stuff around. So That's good. a really interesting topic, actually. Do you have a lot of interaction or any interaction with the academy? And just so people know, the academy is um, essentially like a, I don't really know how to exp explain it. I'm going to explain it badly. It's kind of like where uh, kids would go essentially to kind of uh, uh, sort of learn the ropes of empire, if you like, or just engage yeah, in some of, kind of fun activities. Provides kind of kid level engagement with the world while it's yeah. still being proper engagement with the world. Yeah. Does um, the hospital do much there or do you have much interaction bits bobs, with that? Bits and bobs, not yeah. a huge amount, like nothing formal in every time, sure. but like if kids want to come up and help out, like mm. that's fine. 
Because I've had um, people come up to me and ask, you know, who are graduating, kind of mm. approach me about learning how to brew potions and stuff like that, just as an alchemist. Yeah. You know, sort of that's part of their kind of graduation is to kind of learn how to brew a potion. So mm. it's there's a lot of opportunities. Like it's fun, right? Like how the game is kind of designed in in different ways, and how yeah, it's 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 really interesting the way that Empire in general is kind of laid out. It was it's it's super cool. There there seems to be this common like uh like even talking to the guys last time about the military stuff and talking to you about the medical game, like it's all all these facets are still interacting with the same game world, right? Like it's mm. it's they're they're yeah. not set, they're they're all affected by the same things. So it's kind of interesting to see these ripple effects of the game decision making rippling through to all these different institutions and people and groups and how they all react and, and how that's potentially going to kick back to even like everything to do with what you're doing at empire even if you don't even know what's going on right it's pretty fascinating yeah i mean and i mean the level of complexity in the game is phenomenal yes um and i'm very glad that i only deal with one corner of it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but it's great because because you if you um if you need to know about the military game you go tim tell me about the military game <laughs> yeah for example i think that's a really exciting thing though right that you can kind of you know you can dip your toe in all these different areas and there's you know expressions of uh the game like the hospital that exists that are just born of of player activity and mm-hmm. and, a, a, and a, a generosity of spirit to make things work and to make the experience as good as possible I and mean, that's what we all want we want the experience to be as good as possible and to have those moments when the hospital explodes with patients and you know as you say you have that situation which is completely unexpected and uh you know this is what things look like when a hospital or an emergency service is unexpectedly overwhelmed you know and you can have that moment and and uh, to go back to what i said at the beginning it's like the physic game you can be a big damn hero you know like doing something uh, and as you said that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go on the battlefield or you have to do all those cliche things you can do something which is super awesome rp super like engaging and rewarding and all the different all the ways all the notes you want to hit and the physic game is just such an easy into it from my experience and i've i found it hugely rewarding i really love it i love it it's it's um it's a really good adaptable game as well so also like my game style has changed over the last few years so i genned up as a battlefield medic and mm. like went on the battlefield every time um until um i got pregnant with my daughter mm. um which obviously meant I wasn't going on the battlefield anymore. And I haven't really been on the battlefield since. So I've taken her a lot of games. Um, but she's just been too young to leave with anyone. And her sure. other, and my other half, so her dad doesn't come to Empire. Uh, so I take her along. And so that puts me very much on a very anvil-based game. Yeah. And so yeah. I now have to do the thing of watching my family and my group go off through the gate and kind of waving them goodbye and hoping that they mm. come back alive. Which is a very different experience, but equally fun. Yeah, um, uh, totally. And I think that's the really interesting thing, is that all of these different doors of RP open. And I never, like, the idea that when you turn up, I mean, uh, super excited about going on battles and skirmishes and stuff, but then you'll get your teeth into a part of the game that will suddenly make you say, oh, maybe I won't go on that skirmish and I won't go on yeah. that situation yeah. because, you know, I'd rather do this. I'd rather pursue this ambition. Right. 
yeah. in the game and and or, or a, a situation occurs maybe you know as you say like you've, you've got uh real life situations that require you to shift your game but trust me that the, the, the game is there to enjoy in so many different ways that you're not going to miss out uh, and, and because you yeah. can you can I mean, find things because even the even the drama of, of like people pouring in from the battlefield yeah. are being you know, reset. I can't even engage in that quite as much at the moment because if I've got at the time it was what a two, two year old with me you know she gets scared so yeah. or I've, I've got her you know, I'm carrying her so I can't get stuck into the same kind of medical stuff hmm but the hospital is such a welcoming environment that I still feel like my character has a place and a purpose and friends and a reason to be there. So even if during the battle I'm standing away, you know, away back from the tent, watching what's going on, mm. afterwards I can go up, I can talk to people, and I still feel like my character can take part in the world and has mm. a place, which is incredibly valuable to me as a role player to not lose that. Yeah. Totally. If that and makes sense. And it's, it's a these, really good environment to do that. There are these kind of vistas to LARP that I, I, I kind of touch on quite a lot, but this idea that you can observe and then engage at kind of in different ways with the environment that sort of ex emerges around you. Uh, you. You know, you don't have to be full on with every single sort of encounter that you have, but you can kind of, you, you can really enjoy just the experience of, of being there and not miss out in you know there, yeah, there's lots of ways you can reward yourself all of this is about perspective which is why there's this like why why empire is so epic right like if you're gonna if you're gonna if i were gonna film empire the movie or whatever like i would have a camera in the hospital a hundred percent right like all the goings on and there could be innocuous things that happen earlier on that lead to events happening that, the, the calm to the chaos like it's it's pure drama it's it's absolutely magical right Dude, like i mean like we have hospital story time so have you gone to hospital story time no i haven't that sounds incredible uh, what even is this? hospital story time with tiberius yes um so basically i haven't been able to go for a while either because small but um if you got to the hospital later on in the evening so kind of from i don't know 10 ish onwards so as the okay. last skirmishes are going out it's a lot quieter you've maybe just got one or two skirmishes out and once we're reasonably sure that all the skirmishes have gone out for the day, sure. um, people will pull up a, a bench, uh, their drink of choice, and we'll start telling stories about the history of the hospital or the best cases we've seen all day or what's going on in the world. Or, you know, we'll just, you know, the older physics will, and medics will tell stories of, oh, back in my day. And just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember event one or, you know, event three or whatever from first year. And we'll tell the stories and then people will start telling their own stories. And it's a, again, it, it's, it's a great way of just getting that sense of community because there's no one coming back through the gate. Yeah. You're not pretty, pretty not going to get any patients, but you're just doctors having a beer or equipment. Yeah. And, and I think that and a lot of these things do, that. yeah, a lot of these things do actually <laughs> feed back into very real world uh, comparatives. You know, there are those moments uh, when you're off duty or when uh, somebody who was an old hand and experienced comes back in, everyone's like, oh, it's it's Dr. So-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. These are real world things that exist. The idea of, you know, a retired specialist coming back or you know, there's this person, they're like the authority on this thing and they, they kind of are in town kind of thing. Like there's all of this yeah. stuff exists in the real world and can be explored 
inside the kind of the breadth of empire. It's it's super cool. It's the it's the Russian dolls. It's also really nice. You get lots of. Sorry, go on, Ellie. Yeah, you get lots of like intonation uh, gossip as well. So, for example, because we're all from different nations, mm-hmm. if like something's happened in the Lee, I'll be able to say, well, this is what's happening. Or if something's happening in Wintermark or Varushka or wherever, um, you'll get medics from there saying, by the way, be aware of this. So mm. there was a time when I think orcs were being particularly spiky due to the voices of their ancestors being a bit loud. Right. And so it's one of those things where the orcish members of our of the hospital were able to say, look, we're going to deal with the orcs because otherwise they're going to get a bit violent yeah. if you try yeah. and deal with them. So just be warned, this is what's happening, we're going to deal with it. Um, but it can also be more subtle things like, have you heard the gossip about so-and-so or, or have you heard, seen what the empress is wearing or have you seen the looking glass lately we could do we could do an entire episode on i would love to get like someone that was good at understanding the scientific nature of rumors and at at something like that how mm. how messages get spread and how information gets spread around things and how it changes among the different people telling it and perception yeah. of things like empires like because we're so used to having phones and constantly in contact with things uh, it's interesting to hear word of mouth like we regularly get to the end of we we usually do a uh like a few episodes of each day that we spent at Mm. an event type thing and we'll say like oh we heard this and this was a thing and what we don't mind about that so much is uh, like because we worry about is it going to affect game too much usually the stuff we've heard is completely wrong right or or even misunderstood it like that's the other thing like the memory is a funny thing uh and even oh, yeah, stuff that you've experienced if you know you've been in an intense battle you can drastically inflate the size of your enemy and uh, not from a <laughs> sense of uh, of like uh you know trying to make yourself sound better just simply because adrenaline was pumping and you you really did see five massive things coming towards you or whatever i think we, uh, i think like... we said we saw three and I think yeah, there was only one. Things. I think there was yeah. only one at the thing. But we we all we swore that there were two. Like even now talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I can see yeah. two. In but my there mind, were right? two though. Like having been told by people who were actually like part of the crew yeah. for it, no, there were definitely mm-hmm. two. N- no, there was one. Some people were saying three, which made yeah. it like, uh, and we ran like like school children. You know what I mean? Away from that, like, uh, yeah. and it was amazing. Um, guys, I, I, I think we yes. better, I yeah. think we we'll better start drawing up, to yeah. a close because um, uh, I salute this has you. Been an I, absolute pleasure, by the way. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, really good talking to you we, guys. We took. I've a been wanting to froth about the hospital and about the physic game and the healing game for 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 ages, just because I, I, it, it really was like one of my first loves of LARP, like just. And 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 it's strange in the sense that the way it's dropped off a little bit. I'm just, I know I'm rambling again, but no, no, just no, no, no. Um, it's it just to to kind of have a point to actually come back to it and to be able to talk to you, Ellie, and just be like, yeah, this it's really good. It's like as I say, I hope you like you really get it, guys. Like if you're a new character and you don't know what you're gonna do, I can assure you, you're gonna have a great time if you choose the the the, the healer game because there's there's so many different avenues and there's so much fun and the hospital <laughs> is top 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 tier the other thing to remember is if you're a new player of course you don't have to spend your xp all at once yeah so if you want don't spend your xp come up to the hospital we'll get you stuck in doing some stuff because you're allowed to help with the role play even if you don't have the skill mm. you can't do it by yourself but you can always help see if you like it 
if you like it, then you'll have the XP that you can just buy into it. If there you don't like the, it, you've not wasted your XP. There is if, you're, if it's your very first skill, time, exactly. If you've not spent any of your XP, you've got this yeah. apprentice skill. That's what the kids have to start with. Um, but it's also what you have if you don't spend your XP to start with. Yeah. And it means that you can do anything as long as there's someone helping you do it. Yeah, I think that's a really cool idea. And I, and yeah, that that is a really good idea. Like, not to not to be kind of, and and also at the end of your first event if you have spent your xp you get the opportunity to do uh, redos to a certain extent yeah uh, and i think not... you, i think you can go and like spend your xp halfway through a game as well like yeah i think oh, so yeah, you can. i'm not yeah, sure like, about can, that no you can you can just rock up to god i want to spend this xp that i've accumulated or haven't used yet i think yeah. you can just do that you can, god can use it. you can also have it reversed so if you're, it's your first event uh, and you decide to be a character and then you go and do that thing, you don't like it, go to yeah. God and they'll yeah. pull it back. In yeah, fact, I'm pretty sure they do that. Yeah. Talking to God is... Uh, <laughs> talking to God is very Game worthwhile. If you approach God in the right way, he can be very... <laughs> she, whatever, can be very bountiful, right? So, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I would say I, I've, I've heard conversations when I've been in God just doing whatever I'm doing that have been like just really sweet they're, they're very human beings right so yeah. as long as you're going in with the good intentions of the you want to try something out then it's not bad anyway now i'm rambling um ellie thank you so much for being here like we've both really enjoyed this right ian well ian it's Kelly, a, yeah amazing amazing yeah. so i've got to say i've hardly yeah. even touched on like like some of the operations of the hospital in terms of like how we run it and how we get money I know, and all that sorry, kind of stuff. I got really carried away no, talking about no, this. No, that's the, oh, the, the so much But I would say what's exciting Hopefully is in the like we're in danger of sometimes on the podcast like letting people know too much when there's stuff you can go and explore. I don't know about anyone mm. else that's listening to this though, but I would I, like, it's exciting. Like I, there's definitely something part of the game that I didn't really think about that much that I'm like, wow, this is really cool and, and, and could be fun it, as my next character, you know, so... I cannot reiterate enough. It's it's amazing. The it's the, so the healer fun. game is is my top tip. Right, join the like... healers today, folks. Join the healers today. <laughs> join the hospital today. All right, right. Uh, we... Come and say hi. We have cake. Oh God, we it's gonna be next next event is gonna be like there'll be no one on the battlefield and just the tent uh, the the tent <laughs> full of people eating cake, just cake for everyone and no no fighters at all. I mean, sometimes sometimes you have to bring your own cake, but like you <laughs> bring cake and then share it. I can't guarantee there will be cake for all, but. That's, that's yeah. more, I'm less the, keen the now. I have to say, Ellie, a, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm yeah. less keen now. <laughs> Caveat in. Yeah, I don't want to bring my own cake. I just want to be fed cake. And uh, yeah. Um, anyway, shall we end it like we usually do? Yeah, we doing? should round that up. Yeah. 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 End it there. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you so much, yeah, Ellie. Thank you, Ellie. Ian, do it quick before we keep talking. Right. Strength to the Empire. Strength to Navarre. Hi, I'm the owner of this homestead. I'll have to ask you to leave immediately or I'll have you removed. This property belongs to my friend, John Miller. Well, he's dead. And this property was sold at auction this morning to Jebedar and Daughter Company. Here's a copy of the deed. Father, please. We're so very sorry for your loss. Ada, what have I told you about interrupting while Daddy is talking business? Sorry, Father. As far as I'm concerned, John is missing. <laughs> missing? <laughs> John's dead than Teruniel. Have you seen his body? Body? Well, you might find him if you poke around enough monster shit. I've had enough of this. Men, please escort these squatters off the property. Yes, sir. Now, now, let's not do anything hasty. 
There are six of us, and only three of you. Precisely. I wouldn't want any of you to get hurt. Yarp. Um... Go on. What are you waiting for? Um... Wait. Why don't we let them stay here for a night? Rent free? It might be cheaper than the potions we'll need to use if they refuse. Ada, you take after Mother. May she pass the labyrinth swiftly. Fine. One night. But I'll be back in the morning with the marshal. Well, we'll see you in the morning then.